Welcome to the podcast of the First Baptist Church of Tryon. I'm Jeff Harris. I'm the pastor here at First Baptist, and I'm grateful for you joining us today. I must say, podcast might be a bit of a stretch because really this is our weekly sermon, and I'm grateful that you've taken the time to listen to this week's sermon. I will give one word of warning, though, especially to those of you who are driving. Sermons um, from time to time tend to put people to sleep, so if you're driving, be real careful. We don't want you to fall asleep, because we'd love to have you tune in next week. (laughs) I hope you enjoy this week's sermon, although enjoy is really not the intended outcome of a sermon, but I am grateful that you took the time to listen, and I hope you have a great week. I'll catch you next week. Welcome to this, the fourth Sunday after Pentecost. Thank you for tuning in. I'm glad that we can be together this way while we are apart. The scripture text this morning comes from Matthew's Gospel from the 10th chapter. At the beginning of that chapter, Jesus sends out the 12 apostles and he warns them about how hard it's going to be. And then at the very end of this difficult section, Jesus says this. This is our text. Whoever welcomes you welcomes me. And whoever welcomes me welcomes the one who sent me. Whoever welcomes a prophet in the name of a prophet will receive a prophet's reward. And whoever welcomes a righteous person in the name of a righteous person will receive the reward of the righteous. And whoever gives even a cup of cold water to one of these little ones in the name of a disciple, truly I tell you, none of these will lose their reward. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So in the midst of this difficult work that Jesus has sent out the 12 to do, he says, I've got your back. Because if they welcome you, well, then they welcome me. And if they welcome me, they welcome the one who sent me. So I'm with you in this, Jesus says. God is with you in this. The inverse, of course, is also true. Because back a few verses, Jesus says to the twelve, if anyone will not welcome you or listen to your words, then shake off the dust from your feet as you leave that house or that town, and it will be bad news for them. Which is good news for ministers. In fact, I think I might need to leverage this just a little bit more and remind you That if you welcome me, you welcome Jesus. And if you welcome Jesus, well, then you welcome the one who sent him. And if you don't welcome me, well, you're going to be in big trouble. In fact, I might just permanently put you on mute during Zoom. I'll just mute you permanently. There... There have been some ministers who have misused this text in the way that I'm joking about. And that's not funny, actually, the way they have misused the text. 
But we should not be surprised that some folks misuse the gospel for their own personal benefit. In fact, some folks have made a very good living doing such nonsense. And I could go on about that for a while, but that's not really the focus of this sermon. And and I'm not going to chase that rabbit. That that is kind of the problem with um, with 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 preaching is that it can be really easy to chase those rabbits for a while, but when I'm preaching to the camera instead of you, I'm I'm very much reminded that I need to keep this brief. <laughs> that if I really start chasing a rabbit, you're really going to check out because it's. I mean, it's hard to hear a sermon, but it's especially hard to watch one on YouTube. I know, so let me put that rabbit down. And get back to the text. There is no doubt that Jesus is telling the twelve that there are some folks who will receive them. There are some who are going to welcome you and embrace you. And there are some who will not. I mean, that's the way it worked with Jesus. There were some who received him. There were some who were not. This is just going to be how it is, Jesus says. And then he reminds here in this very last part of the text. He says, whoever gives even a cup of cold water to one of these little ones. And there's some debate about who that that is who these little ones are. It may just well be these 12 apostles that he's sending out. But but when I hear little ones, I can't help but hear the echo of Matthew 25, that whatever you do to the least of these, we do to Jesus. And so I wonder, I wonder if this text isn't just about how we receive those who are carrying out the mission of God. There's no doubt this text is about sending out the 12 and and, and they're carrying out God's work. But but I wonder if there's not also, also implications here for how we receive people in general. Not just ministers or missionaries, but all people, and not even just people who are Christian people, but all people. I wonder if it might have some implications. Have you ever seen written on a church sign these words, all are welcome? I see that, in fact, on quite a few church signs. And every time I see it, I I sort of chuckle to myself just a little bit because I'm, I'm sure the intent is good, right? All are welcome. I know the intent. But I'm not sure that it's actually true because all that little word all well that's a that's that's everyone <laughs> that's everyone it's a lot of people and you can't help but wonder is it true? Barbara Brown Taylor says that it was quite a disappointment for her when she came to learn what vine-ripened tomatoes really meant. Because what it means is not what you'd think it means. In fact, what it means is almost the opposite of what you would think it would mean, because 
I would think that by vine ripened tomatoes, I would think that means that the tomato has actually ripened on the vine. I mean, that's what it says. <laughs> you know, it's kind of like the ones you grow in your garden. You wait for them to get nice and ripe, and then you go, you take them off the vine, you bring them inside, you slice them up, you slather your bread with some Duke's mayonnaise, you sprinkle a little pepper on there, and then you eat this blessed good gift from God, and it is delicious. And I wish I had one of those right now. <laughs> that's what I would think vine-ripened tomatoes mean, but that's not what it means at all. What it means is that this tomato was picked from a vine way, way before it ever ripened. In fact, it means it was picked from a vine at the earliest possible point that you could pick it and then that it would still eventually ripen. That's not at all a common sense reading of vine-ripened tomatoes. And, and so Taylor says whenever she sees a church sign with the words, all are welcome, she says, immediately in my head, I think, vine-ripened tomatoes. Because that sign probably doesn't mean what you would think it means. Taylor put it this way. She said, no church I know is open to everyone. Whom do we think we're fooling? She said, I would rather see a sign that says, we're doing the best we can. <laughs> or better yet, Christians meet here, enter at your own risk. I mean, here's a obvious example, right? Let's say we were actually meeting in person right now. And you had just been diagnosed with COVID-19 and you show up at the door. Uh, you're not really welcome. <laughs> uh, I hate to say it, but you actually most certainly would not be welcome. And, and, and while that may sound a bit harsh, it, 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 it does reinforce the point that all are welcome might be a bit misleading. I mean, that's just a bit misleading, right? But, and you knew that was coming. You knew it was coming. But, but aren't we called to welcome everyone? I mean, isn't that what the gospel says? For God so loved the, the world? And yet, and yet we can come up with a laundry list of folks that maybe we shouldn't welcome, right? I mean, we, everybody has their own list about the folks who aren't really welcome. And surely, surely Jesus would never really expect us to welcome everyone, right? Surely not. Surely, surely there are some, there are some exceptions. And I think, I think there are, actually. I think here is how we can determine who we can exclude. It's actually a very simple formula. And here's how we do it. Whenever we feel comfortable excluding Jesus, then we should feel comfortable excluding others. Because I just think that's how it works. 
Whenever we welcome someone, we welcome Jesus and the one who sent him. And whenever we do not welcome someone, well, we do not welcome Jesus. Whenever we exclude someone, we exclude Jesus. Now, look, I'm not saying I'm not saying there aren't boundaries on who is a part of us and who isn't, because every church has some kind of boundaries on who actually is a member of that church and who isn't. You see, to be a disciple of Jesus means that we profess Christ as Lord. And not everyone's going to do that. Not everyone wants to be a part of us in that way. But that doesn't mean that we exclude those people. We still welcome those people into our lives. And we still seek to love and minister to those people. Because every person you will ever meet, every person, all the people that you will ever meet are people who have been created in the image of God, are people for whom Christ died. Every last single person. And God expects us to welcome this person, to welcome them with love, to welcome them with friendship, to welcome them with kindness and compassion. Whoever gives even a cup of cold water to one of these little ones. Sometimes all it takes is a cup of cold water. Sometimes that's all it takes. So in this broken, hurting world, Extend a cup of cold water. Extend some kindness. Extend some mercy. Extend some grace. And welcome the people that you encounter. Because when you do, well, you know what happens. You welcome Christ and the one who sent you. So may you go in peace to love and serve the Lord and to welcome and embrace everyone you ever meet. And as you do that, remember who you are. Remember, that's why you're doing these things, because you are disciples of Jesus, our Lord and our brother. You are children of Almighty God. You are bound together as brothers and sisters through the Spirit. You are the very body of Christ. So may you serve the Lord with gladness all your days. Amen.